Yes, Lord, we're just so grateful today that our debt's been paid in full, not partial forgiveness or partial mercy, but it's complete. Thank you, God, that your favor rests on us, not by our choosing, but by yours. And so we receive your grace, we receive your mercy, we receive your help this morning for everyone, God. For everyone in the sound of my voice, thank you, Lord, that mercy and grace is coming, that your power comes because your death, burial, and resurrection is perfect, perfect. It's everything we need to be all that you've called us to be. In your precious name we pray, amen, amen. Well, we are gonna literally worship for about an hour straight here in just a few moments. Um, but before we do, I'm going to share a little bit from the Word just to encourage us again. And uh, But before that, I just want to recognize two dear, precious friends that we have with us from Poland who we partner with in Unbound uh, Europe, which is our anti-trafficking initiative. And that's Adita and Agata. Would you guys stand and just wave to everybody? Just thank the Lord for them. We're so glad. God's making a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It's a new day, and we're so glad to be partnering with you guys. We love you. We love you. Um, yeah, so what's about to happen is uh, about 70 people are about to be baptized. And if you guys were with us last week, that is the response to the stirring of the Holy Spirit in hearts. Um, in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, they said, what must we do to be saved? And, and uh, uh, Peter said, repent and be baptized, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So repentance, again, is simply saying, God, I can't get rid of my sin. I can't get rid of the weight of it. I can't get rid of the, the desires. Everything that, uh, that weighs me down in life, I cannot get rid of apart by your grace. So I repent. So I let go of my way of doing things. I let go of my sin and I come to the Savior, Jesus himself, who on the cross cried out, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. He literally bore your sin and my sin on the cross. And then he, he said this after his resurrection and or the apostle Paul quotes this desire of God. He said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved because Jesus has bore your sin and my sin. When you call on the name of the Lord, you are saved not by your own efforts, but by God's great grace alone. It's an amazing, amazing thing that God would love us enough to come to earth, to live, to die, to rise again, and provide himself as a complete and perfect sacrifice that we might be saved. So people who are going to the baptism waters, they have confessed Jesus as Lord. And in that baptism water, it says in Romans 6, we are buried with him in baptism, and we are raised to walk in newness of life. It is a symbol, but it is an obedience to Jesus in which we are baptized in immersion, declaring to the whole world, I am dying to myself and I'm being raised up to live a new life. It's, it's amazing. And the power of it, that step of obedience is not only beautiful, but it's freeing because now we're repenting and we're being baptized to declare to the world that we belong 
to another. And then that Acts 2, 38, and then it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. When we cry out to God, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. But as soon as they come out of that baptismal tub, we have 10 prayer teams around them, and they're gonna pray, now, Spirit of God, would you fall on them with great power? to do all that's in your heart. We're gonna pray scriptures over them. You as family and friends are welcome to join our prayer teams. So that's what all is about to happen. But as I was kind of preparing uh, for this weekend, uh, God stirred my heart again about another water story. And I wanna take just a few moments to talk about the man who was healed at the pool of Bethesda. John chapter five, verse one. After these things, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now they were in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. For you see, there was an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. And whatever then first, or whoever then first after the stirring up of the water stepped in it, they were made well from whatever disease in which they were afflicted. A very unique story. I love this because God, even before Jesus in his mercy, still would heal people. It wasn't as consistent. It was, uh, we can't always explain it all, but somehow he would come and stir these waters. He would send an angel and individuals would be healed. Wow, that in and of itself should be a miraculous story. But just a couple key points here. Jesus um, is at the pool of Bethesda and that word Bethesda means house of mercy or house of grace. They were coming to the house of mercy. They were coming to the house of grace to be healed and to be restored. Isn't that awesome? It said there were five porticos. That means literally five porches. So there were just literally hundreds of people gathered around these waters, just hoping, could there be mercy? Could there be grace? to heal my physical body, maybe heal my heart, heal my family. Who knows what all of the desperation was around those, that water, but they were waiting and anticipating and desiring and hoping that could it be me today? Could it be me today? Could I just say wherever you are today in your journey, that the house of mercy and the house of grace is available to you. It's not just for a one-time stirring of the waters. Jesus here is about to step into the story. And when Jesus steps into the story, it's not then about a random time, it's all the time. Because Jesus is complete mercy and complete forgiveness for whoever calls on his name. So let's pick up the story. In verse five, a man was there who had been ill for 30 years eight years. Verse six, and when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said, do you wish to get well? And the man said this, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. The water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps in front of me. All right, we're going to tell you the the punchline here in just a minute, which is so powerful what Jesus is about to do. But this man had been sick for 38 years. I love that because it's never over till it's over. 
If you are older here and you have wondered, have I wasted my life? You can repent today, get back on the track of God's purpose for your life and finish well. It's not over. You could be sick in your body for 38 years. It's not over. We can pray for you today in the name of Jesus and ask God to intervene. In January, we had the privilege of being in Mexico, some of our pastors, and we went out to the streets to preach the gospel and pray for people. And we had had this, this insight from the Lord that there was somebody there who was deaf in their right ear. We believed that God wanted to heal them. We called that out to the crowd. Is there anyone here? And this one particular lady came up and she said, uh, I've been deaf in my right ear since I was eight years old through a trauma, through a beating that happened. And, I, and um, it had been 37 years. And of course, we were reminded of this story and we thought, surely God is able even now to touch this lady. As some of our pastors prayed for her, they felt literally like a like wind, a popping of the ear, and her ear was opened and made completely whole. Isn't that amazing? It didn't just happen 2,000 years ago in the Bible. It happened in January in Oaxaca, Mexico, and it can happen today. It's never too late to be saved or to be healed well, here's this other thing that is so unique, you know. Jesus asked him, do you wish to get well? Now, I, would, uh, I honor Jesus enough not to say, well, of course. I mean, of course he wants to get well, Jesus. That's why you're there. But why does Jesus ask questions like that? If you know the stories of the blind man, what do you want from me? I want to see. Do you wish to get well? Yes, there's nobody to help me. I need help. Jesus knows what he wants, but he wants him to ask because he wants a relationship. I have found over and over again, we have not because we ask not. Jesus wants a relationship. He wants you to ask him. He wants to be what you need, but you have to ask him. He's standing at your heart door and he's knocking at the door of your heart. You have to ask him to come in. And we've shared the scripture the last few weeks. He was going to walk by, but then they said, come into my, come to my home. There's something in the heart of God that is looking for his creation to say, Papa, I need you. I need you. And I want you. And I believe you are able. And when we honor and exalt who he is, he comes to our house. He comes to our hearts but we need to ask. So the guy immediately goes into different reasons why he's not well. <laughs> Jesus understands this, but then Jesus says this in verse eight, after hearing his excuses, which are understandable, the people can't get me there, I'm in pain, it's been a long time. Jesus said, well, why don't you just get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Verse nine, immediately, immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Isn't that awesome? Hey, I know all the pain, I know all the thoughts, I know all the reasons, why don't you just get up and trust me and let's walk. So many times we just need to get up and walk forward in obedience and the healing will come as we go. Many years ago, I was in the country of Romania and They'd asked us to go pray for a man who was older and was in a wheelchair. And we began to pray for him and his heart was hard. We could tell he was very resistant. 
And so we asked him, did he want to be well? <laughs> and he said, yes, I do. And so as we were doing that, we said, Lord, we need more insight because there's a barrier. And we asked him, do you have a sister? And he said, yes. And we said, is there unforgiveness in your heart towards her? And he said, yes. And we said, did it happen seven years ago? And he said, yes. And he said, how do you know that information? I said, God gave us that information so that you know that he sees and he knows your pain. But now he is asking you to forgive. And he has forgiven you of your sin and you're to forgive your sister of her sin. And we went through that process and he forgave, first he went to the Lord and he said, God, I need you to forgive me of my sins. And then we went through that process of him praying and repenting and saying, God, I forgive my sister, I let her go. And then I took him by the hand, I said, well then rise up and walk. And he literally began to walk around the room for the first time in seven years. Is that amazing? Is that amazing? Listen, I don't see that happen all the time. But somehow you need to know that these aren't stories from 2,000 years ago. They are stories in the present that happen. It could be the healing of his heart. It could have, we could have been there just for his salvation. Maybe he would have just walked that one day. I don't know, but he got up and walked as he obeyed Jesus. If you're here online, here in the sound of my voice here in the room, there's an invitation to call on the name of Jesus. And even as we watch these beautiful stories unfold through the waters of baptism, would you ask again for your own healing? Would you call out to Jesus? Hey, a couple more scriptures here, and then we'll begin our time of baptism. Verse 12, the Pharisees are asking him after they see this healing because it's on the Sabbath, they're getting a little crossways. And they asked the man who was healed, who is the man who said to you, pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was. He didn't know it was Jesus. For Jesus had slipped away while there was, while the, where there was a crowd in that place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, behold, you become well, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. So here we go, Jesus comes, he heals, the guy responds, and then Jesus comes back around. He said, now look, you've seen the grace of God. You've seen the love of God. Now go and live a different life. That's what baptism is all about. We're proclaiming, I want to live a different life. I'm honoring and obeying God, but I need power to do that. You know, it's impossible to live a different life, but by the power of God. So Jesus comes back and he says, all right, we're going to let go of this and we're going to do a different way. We're going to live life a different way. And that's that's my encouragement to all of us, even today, my friends, even as Mick prayed early, there is grace, there is mercy, there is mercy for me today. I'm a sinner just like you, same temptations, same struggles. I receive the mercy and grace of God every day, and then I get up and walk. I get up and walk another direction, the direction of God, because His grace is sufficient and His power is available from the Holy Spirit. Last verse. And the man went away, the man who was healed, and he told the Jews that it was Jesus that had made him well. <laughs> As we testify through baptism, we also go out everywhere and testify of Jesus. And every time we do, it reaffirms our healing, it reaffirms our salvation, and it restrengthens our heart. If you're in the sound of my voice, 
and you don't know Jesus, I want to pray with you right now. And if you pray with me and you're serious about your response to Jesus, as we baptize people and as we sing and rejoice for this next hour, and if you would like to be baptized as your first response to obedience to him, even after you pray this prayer with me, you can go right outside those doors. Uh, There's our pastors will be out there to talk with you, pray with you. If you intended to be baptized today, did not communicate with us yet, you can go right outside that door. We'll have somebody talk and pray with you. We can put you at the end of the line. There's nothing to stop you today from repenting, being baptized, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you need Jesus, would you just pray with me? If you know Jesus, could you pray right now for somebody who doesn't know Jesus while I'm praying with friends who need him? If you're watching online or you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, today is the day of salvation. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. You can pray this prayer with me. Pray this with me, Lord Jesus, if you need him. If you need him and you don't know him, Lord Jesus, I need you. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe you made a way to the Father just for me. Just pray it with me. So I come. I come, Lord Jesus, I come. I am yours. I give my heart to you. I give my life to you. I can't do it anymore. I give you my sin and I give you my life. I am yours. Now, Lord, for every man, woman, and child calling on your name right now, according to your word, I proclaim them free from the power of sin and death. You say, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, we shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord, everybody who's trusting in you right now, thank you, God, that salvation has come to their heart and their house, that the power of God is released to break the chains of addiction, to break the chains of divorce, to break the chains of brokenness over their children's children. God, you're restoring families today. You're bringing prodigals home. You're restoring families right now through salvation, through the waters of baptism, through the family gathering today. You're restoring the years the locusts have eaten. You're restoring whole families today, God. We just thank you. Just pray for a family in need right now that a whole household would be saved today, that God would literally bring Malachi 4 into reality. Just go with me, you guys. Just pray for loved ones. Pray for family members. Pray for friends. God, as we declare your glory through the waters of baptism, if we confess with our mouth right now, now God, restore all things. Make families whole today, God. Whole households to be saved, healed, cleansed, every curse broken, and a new day for every family in this room. It is not over. And we proclaim a new day, roadways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert for every family and every person who's calling on your name today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Woo! God's wanting to restore family today. He is. You're going to hear a testimony, and then I'll be in the baptistry here in just a moment, begin our baptism journey. Please engage, worship, pray. If you're here with a family member and you need to repent to one another, you need to make something right, this is a family room, you guys. We're just here to enjoy 
salvation and the beauty and the declaration of God. Let's watch this story as we prepare for baptism. My name is Jessica Lopez. I'm 25 years old. I grew up with my grandparents. We lived across the street from a Baptist church and I was I always found myself there. I loved being there. I was there on Sundays. I would even just go whenever they nobody was there to do anything but just to go help them clean. That was always my safe place. When I was about 13 years old, uh, I was forced to move with my mom. Really, my parents, they weren't really there. It was mostly my grandparents. I had moved in with her, and that's whenever life took a, started taking a toll, and I had got sexually harassed and by her ex-husband, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't have nobody to turn to. I felt like nobody was going to believe me. And then we got kicked out and we moved in with a family member who actually did the same thing. I looked for a way out, so I became a mom young. I wanted a baby so I could move out and get away from it. I became a mom at 15, had my first one, moved out on my own, been on my own since then. I was with my, my kid's father for eight years, married for three. And through those years, I was mentally abused, physically abused, and it just kept getting worse. What made me open my eyes to that was my fiance now. And he showed us how it was supposed to be, like how you're supposed to be loved. My fiance was telling me, you know, I, you should look into a church. And I was like, I want to, but I just don't feel comfortable when I go. And I, I prayed, I prayed to God, I'm like, give me a sign. I want to be closer to you. I want to. I want to feel closer to you and feel your presence on me. Like, And then in December, he had signed my kids up for Angel Tree and to pick up the toys. And that's whenever I met Monica Ramos. And when she came out to my car, she was like, I just want to pray over you. And when she prayed over me, she hit every spot. Like if she knew my story already, if she, she already heard what I've been through. And it, it just broke me down. And, Whenever I was crying, it made her cry, and I just felt that, I don't know how to explain it, but I felt something just pulling me, telling me, you know, come, come here. Whenever I started coming to the church, and once I walked through the doors and I came in here, I felt all the weight off my shoulders. I just felt like I had, I was wrapped around, like my whole body was wrapped around, and just like a comfort, comforting feeling. I love the single moms group on Tuesdays. There are a bunch of wonderful women from all age, all ages in there. I love the feeling of how when you go in there, it's like you could be brand new and you just feel if you've been there forever and you feel at home. I, I got five kids. <laughs> They're my life. So I was looking, to, I was looking in the Bible for anxiety because I was. It was just a hard day for me. And whenever I opened it, it landed on Proverbs 22, 6. And it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And whenever I was trying to figure out, like, why am I getting baptized? Why am I doing this? It just, it just, that was the answer I was looking for. That's when I realized, like, if I need to... If I want to do better and I want my kids to do better and have better, I have to start with me. 
Whenever I started coming in December, I had asked my sister to come join me so we can see about the church because she was also like me, didn't feel comfortable and was just trying to find her place. And when we came, she really enjoyed it also and decided to start coming with me. We, and after her, I invited my grandma. My grandma also started coming. I got my baby brother to start coming and my, my older sister also. Um, they've been coming. My sister's also getting baptized with me. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the journey for both of us. Because we get to do it together. Well, what a joy. This is Jessica. Jessica, a couple of questions to ask you. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Do you want to love and serve him all the days of your life, no matter what? For the rest of my life, we are so, so proud of you. celebrating them and we're just going to worship uh, as they get baptized so celebrate new life with us here today
All right, church, let's stand in our feet. Let's stand up. Let's keep worshiping the Lord. If you have been baptized, please come in front. But let's sing again. He's worthy of all praise, of all the worship. Who we praise you. It's you worthy of it all. He is worthy. It's you Thank you, thank you, thank you. And one last thing we want to do, we want to bless our friends. Just extend your hand over each of these who've just been baptized. They've been prayed over that the power of God would come over them. People have gotten words for, over them. I want to pray this prayer out of Ephesians 3. You can just agree with me. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name that he would grant each one of you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Just open your hands, receive this, so that Christ may dwell in each of your hearts through faith. And each one of you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth. And that each of you and your family and your children's children, each of you would know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, and that each of you may be filled up, you and your household, to all the fullness of God. Not everybody to help me here. Now to him who is able, let's say it. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think 
according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever 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 to all generations forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever it is in heaven. His kingdom is coming and ruling and reigning for all who call on his name. He's restoring family. He's restoring lives. I just sense the spirit of God. If you, wherever it hurts, if you need physical healing right now, just one more prayer. Wherever you need healing right now, God, you have testified of your word, your death, burial, and resurrection. God, you said that you'd send your spirit to fall on people for empowerment. And God, we would even ask today, would you heal the sick? God, would you heal the sick with those who are mentally hurting today? God, would you put them in their right minds? God, where there is deep anxiety, would you wash it out of our systems right now and trust in you? And God, we would just say, come, heal, restore, bind up the brokenhearted, set the captive free, and freedom to prisoners. Your full rule and reign, not just a part, God. We want your full rule and reign. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pray that last prayer with me. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we pray. And everybody said, 